evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Evermore podcast. It's your Newcastle United podcast on the Evermore YouTube channel. I'm your host, Chris, and I've been joined by my dynamic duo. They haven't dyed their hair blonde yet, but it's still time. It's the Lynch <laughs> man and it's Mark. How are we doing, boys? I'm very good, well, you, mate. mate. How are you? Very good. We've got a peroxide dye out for you, lads, soon. don't you worry about that. You'll rock that Lynch man. You'll, you'll definitely pull off. Bit of uh, bit of black on blonde there, mate. If you say so, mate. If you say so. I haven't got enough to die, sadly, lads, so I'm out, I'm out to be fair. But, uh, but no, listen, we've got loads to get stuck into. It's been a cracking week for Newcastle United and everybody involved with the club. Just before we do a little bit of housekeeping, we're live tonight. Come in the comments. We'll love having a bit crack with you. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe. We're looking for... Uh, well, we were looking for 300. We've, we've capped that now. So thank you so much to everybody who subscribed. We're looking for our next 100. We want to aim for the 400. So, yeah, keep on clicking that button, guys. Join in the channel. It really helps us grow. But listen, without further ado, let's get stuck into it. I'm going to cover you first, Lynchman, because me and Mark already rattled on for an hour about this uh, after the, the post-match review, which was amazing. So thanks to everybody who joined in for that. But Arsenal outgunned. We absolutely wiped our arse on Mikel Arteta's Arsenal, mate. They shit themselves up against the lads. You were in that ground, mate. Me and Mark watched it at home. The atmosphere was electric. Tell us a bit about it, Lynchman. Wow. What can I say that hasn't already been said uh, by so many of the fan base since Monday? It was a special, special, memorable night. Last home game of the season, the atmosphere was was incredible. Um, look, I've been a season ticket holder since 1994. And I don't remember many nights uh, as, as good as, as this night. Uh, you can talk about the best home games in the club's history. Man United 5-0, Barcelona 3-2, another Arsenal game at 4-4, Mackham's 5-1. Monday night was right up there with those games. It was it was such a unique feeling, unique experience the whole night. Something I've, I've finally felt again supporting this great club this season. And, and again, another truly wonderful display from War Flag. Something on every seat. In the ground, the, the iconic blue star on the Leeser's end, the gold letters of, of United spelled out in the in, in the East Stand, the black and white stripes in the, in the Melbourne where I sit. It was a it was a sight to behold, and imagine it was was great to watch on the television and, and a very emotional experience. And, and I was so proud of what we've managed to achieve as, as supporters this season, especially what what War Flags have, have done. We've had Thomas on the show before. You know, want to say a personal thank you to all of them again. But those nights like Monday, they stay with you forever. Uh, I was lucky enough to experience it together with my dad, uh, who means a lot to me. And, and it was just a special moment uh, to, to have together. And, and, and you wanted a performance from the players to match those scenes at the start. And, and the players delivered on all fronts. Every single one of them was outstanding. It could have been a completely different narrative written if if we'd have lost that game. But I just knew as, as the players were walking out and, and taking everything in, I, I just felt it was it was going to be our, now, uh, our night and, and we were all well-deserved well-deserved winners. All the players were, were truly fantastic, Chris. You're doing your best to make us cry like Lee did the other week there, mate. I was getting very choked up there for a minute, I must admit. You know, big shout out to Lee, actually. He wasn't meant to be on tonight, but he's uh, he's a bit under the weather. So get well soon, Lee. We'll see you back and ever more soon, pal. And I know you had a class night as well the other night. You sent us some amazing, amazing snaps. But you're right, James. I mean, those memories will last forever, mate. You know, you and your dad, you know, whoever, you know, if you're there with your best mate, if you're there with your dad, if you're there, you know, you know, with your kids or whatever, you know, you look at those those kind of scenes, you know, me and Mark saw it on the TV, we, we were talking about it in the post-match. Mark, you, you know, you, you already said it, you know, we'll, we'll say it again. If you're a player around the world and you're ready for a transfer in the summer and you look at that, I mean, I would just, I would challenge any single footballer in the world not to look at that and have the hairs in the back of the neck stand up and think, wow, you know, look at that. Yeah, that, that's the marketing promo for the club, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it, it's as simple as that. I, I said this on Monday. 
you you've saved yourself a fortune in um, raising promotional material and for doing videos. You just need to take a clip of that and just go come and play for us. This is what you're coming to play for, and that's that's how good it was. And it was spine tingling. It was, mate. It was, it was absolutely electric. We've got some comments there, I think, coming in already. Ash, how you doing, mate? You're with us on Monday as well. He's back again. Yeah, we're really good, mate. The Lynch man has dropped out. I think he's having some internet problems, so hopefully he'll be, he'll be back in a second. But but yeah, as we said, Mark, you know, it's interesting because I was, I was just saying this to James before we came on, and I, I don't know if we touched on it in too much detail on Monday, but it was amazing. Great game as a Newcastle fan, you know, seeing that, seeing the way we play. And everything else, I think James has just popped back in. There he is. Pay your broadband bill, Lynch. What are you I'm doing? There with my camera. Sorry, lad. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. Sorry. You're back and you're back and you're beautiful, mate. You're back and you're beautiful. But we're just, we're just saying that um, the big issue that I had was Sky's coverage, Mark. Just just again for yeah. the TV aspect that we watch. You know, James was saying his mate said the same thing. I was really disappointed. You know, BT get a lot of shit and rightly so because they're abysmal at times. But when BT covered Newcastle, Liverpool, they were electric. You know, they were in the crowd, that the phones out. Even Rio Ferdinand, buy your own club, Rio Ferdinand, was, you know, drinking it all in and bigging us up. Sky were really poor, Mark, weren't they, from from our perspective, watching that, you know, right in the Arsenal obituary rather than giving Newcastle the credit they deserve? It, it seems to be the way, doesn't it, with it, that it's always looking for how have, one, how have the big club failed to do it. It's never on just how good... Well, in this case, it it was Newcastle. How how good did they play? Um, Newcastle were exceptional, and they didn't allow Arsenal to to play. Yes, Arsenal were poor, but it was because of the way that Newcastle came out and and dominated the game from from the very first minute. Um, you saw that in the comment from Xhaka. They they didn't play their game, and they but they weren't allowed to. And then you <clears throat> you you get the the commentary team. You know, we, we have to listen to Alan Smith talk about it. It's going to be one-sided. And we, we did touch on it on Monday because I referenced the, the whole rolling out Niall Quinn for the Derby games. Um, but then you, you go back in the street and it's all about the failure of the Arsenal team. And it it just it does rub you the wrong way because you've put on a show on the field and off the field on, on Monday night. And and it was it was a special atmosphere and it was a special performance. And there was there wasn't enough credit given to the fans, the players, the management, because that's that's who deserved it on Monday. There's, there's no doubt about that, mate. You're absolutely right, Lynchman. Just obviously from from being in the in the stand as well, mate. That you know, Mark and I obviously had our say about it on the Monday, but be keen to get your perspective. You know, we thought Bruno and Joe Little were dominating in that midfield, and they just bossed these young Arsenal kids completely off the ball. Was that noticeable from where you were as well, mate? Did that stand out? It, it, it did, yeah. I mean, look, as Mark rightly said, that was the best performance this season by us, by some distance as well. The, the, the good thing for me was we were we were 14th going into this game and virtually had nothing to play for. Arsenal needed to win to guarantee top four. Everything was riding on this game for them and, and we just battered them. And it felt like, you know, not, not so much the pressure was lifted for us, but we felt like we'd go out there and express ourselves and show what we were made of. And it, it could have easily been three or four nil. And to a man, we were outstanding. But but for me, the big difference in the night was Callum Wilson. He terrorised their centre-halves. They were petrified of him to go anywhere near him. And we looked like a top six team with him in the side. And that's no disrespect to Chris Wood, but we are a completely different animal with Wilson in the team. And, and I do believe if Wilson can stay fit, which I know is a big if, it's a huge if, but if he can, he, he can get 15 to 20 goals next season. He's one of the best strikers in the league on his day. And that was his day on Monday night. And again, as you rightly say, Joe Linton was absolutely immense 
What a performance from him. He was he was everywhere in that midfield, winning possession back as he usually does. He gave everything for the shirt and when, was very deserving of the of the player of the season award, which he's just recently won as well. Bruno was was wonderful again. I'm running out of, of superlatives to, to say about this guy now. I genuinely believe he, he could be the best best player I've, I've seen at this football club. He's, he's really that good. And, and also, as, I want to make, give a special mention to, to Emil Kraft, who I thought was, was absolutely excellent. He, like a lot of other players, has been transformed under Eddie Howe this season. And you're starting to see now why he is a regular in, in that Sweden team. Uh, he's been ridiculed by so many fans for so many years. But actually, when, you, when it comes out, he's, he's not a bad right back, to be fair. And, and he didn't give Smith Rowe anything down that left-hand side. And, and I thought, arguably, Kraft had, had the best game of his Newcastle career on Monday night. So, yes, yeah, so many fantastic individual performances on, on the whole. And, and nobody was, was deserving of, of anything less than a, than a 9 out of 10, I thought. Absolutely. Big shout out to Emil Kraft as well. Not not only was he brilliant, but his reactions to Roll share over when he when he, he went down as well was, was absolutely superb. And there's been a lot of images all over social media with that and massive, massive well done there to Emil Kraft for being so alert and doing that. And it's just amazing to see, you know, how quickly you know the lads are looking after each other in the park there as well. I think you're, you're right, James, as well. I mean, Callum Wilson, one thing that did disappoint me a little bit was Callum Wilson's better looking with me, even missing a tooth. It was quite, quite sad for me to realise that, mate. But uh, yeah, yeah, that just shows the dedication of the man coming back on after that. We've got a couple of comments in there just before we, we shift on. So, yeah, we've got the one from your mate, Dan Lynchman. Uh, Paquetta pictured by Bruno. I'm a bit mixed on this. I know PK can't be here. He's, he's grafted tonight. You know, again, you're wondering when do these players get any peace? People taking photos over the bloody rooftops and all that kind of stuff. You know, but uh, yeah, I think he probably did attend Dan. To be honest with you, but yeah, the, there is some real creepy fucking weirdos in this fan base. I must admit. Thankfully, none of them are on this podcast. But uh, but yeah, and we've got a message. There. I'm going to read this out from Ash. Um, Ash is just saying, yeah, the worst night after our pod on Monday. His dad got rushed in the hospital. Uh, really sorry to hear that, Ash. You know, and he can't go in for an hour, so he's glad that we're on to take his mind off it. Listen, Ash, we hope we can help, mate, and I hope your dad's okay, buddy, for me and the lads. Amen to that, man. Yeah, we'll 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 we'll, we'll move on with. Uh, it's a tune in, Ash. Hope everything's okay. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. But that, yeah, you're right, lads. I mean, I think I think you're right, Lynchman. I mean, the problem is with Wilson, as we all know, is just he's just that fitness record, man. When he's at it like that, like you say, me and Mark said it on Monday. Um, he's one of the best in the league, and and Mark, I think you referenced it as well. You know, he needed got not just one goal of the season, possibly two when, when Bruno <laughs> squared it as well. I mean, that goal would have been so sweet. How good that didn't go in, mate. The, the, well, it's it go back to the, the pass. I mean, the cross in from Bruno when he's on the byline and he, he managed to sort of get in between, was it three Arsenal players and, and volley that into the box on a plate? Um, and yeah, I mean, it was it, it would have been a phenomenal. It's such a difficult goal to, to, to you know, have taken, but it would have been spectacular. And then the the other one, the, the you know the the sight to have seen Ramsdale so far off his line that quickly, and it was inches. I mean, it was it it was scraping the post almost, wasn't it? So it's that would have been just a to cap off that night. That would have been just amazing and well deserved as well. I, I tell you one thing just before we move on as well. Obviously after the game, James, you probably stayed to drink in the the atmosphere and give the lads the the credit they deserved. You know, for the lap of honor. If anyone hasn't watched it, you know, God, go on, go on Twitter and look at it. We we retweeted it ever more. So check our page and give us a follow while you're there. Um, but the nine minute video of the lap of honor, mate, with the players and the the wives and the kids and you know, and uh, mate, it was just it was so special, you know, to see the fans 
given them, you know, given that adulation, even that deck getting stuck in as well, <laughs> which is absolutely amazing to see. So, mate, what was your experience of that Lynchman in the crowd with you and you and your dad? Well, again, you talk about memories that will last a lifetime, and, and that was another one. And um, there's not been many many laps of honour that we've that we've experienced recently as fans that we've really really wanted to stay to at the end. You know, the Ashley year, I think many fans would just prefer to get to the bar after the game for a drink. But this one was was special, wasn't it? And, um, you know, to see all the families there, the, the, the joy on their faces, to see, you know, the the, re the reception that we gave everyone, the young kids on the pitch as well, um, with, you know, having those memories with, with their fathers as, as players. And it was it was a brilliant, brilliant moment. And, um, yeah, really, really kind of sorry for, for, for any of the fan base who couldn't get to the game. And, you know, the demand for tickets now is, is just so sky high and, and, and Moments like that, you know, you don't get them very often. But I was very, very proud and very pri privileged and, and honoured, really, to be there, Chris. It was, it was a wonderful, wonderful moment. Yeah, it was absolutely, absolutely superb. We've got a couple of more comments there before we move on to the next section. Mike is saying, Paquetta and the wife were attending Bruno's partner's birthday celebrations. I think I saw something on, on Twitter about that, Mike, as well. And uh, we've got Dan saying, cheers, Mike. Knew it was something along those lines, absolutely. But uh, you two guys won't be fond of the cameras, I'm pretty sure of that. But but listen, it was a great night, as you say, Lynchman, and just a brilliant season. You know, we, we will definitely, once the season's finished, you know, we'll be back on with an ever more special of... Um, of of uh, the, the end of season awards, so to speak, in terms of our our choice of player of the season, goal of the season, you know, sign of the season, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So please make sure you click like and subscribe. I'll just cover James's face there, so you can do that. Uh, click like and subscribe, uh, and make sure you stick with the channel. And uh, that'll be a cracking episode, lads. When when we all do that, especially given the way the season panned out. But just moving on to the next section. So it's kind of come out in the news recently. Um, we've had a bit of a bit of a, a I wouldn't say blip. Bit of an inconvenience is probably the right word, Mark, isn't it? To the pre-season plans, just bringing you in here first. So it's the Ohio Cup, I believe it was meant to be, played in uh, was it Columbus and Cincinnati, where it was us and Wolves going over. Um, obviously, the MLS had to sign off on it, but apparently it's just been yanked at the last minute with kind of very little explanation. And it's left us a little bit, I suppose, unprepared for pre-season. I think Eddie Howe, being the meticulous guy that he is, probably wanted to get this all bottomed out before we even played Burnley, I'd imagine. So he knew what was going on. Bit of an inconvenience, mate. Do you think it's going to cause us any issues with the pre-planning or do you think we'll just move on quickly? I think it's more its more of an inconvenience that is a problem. It's a pain. You've got plans in place to go and play these these teams. I think there was some some talk that there were there were worries that the, you know, the attendance wouldn't be as high as, as they actually wanted it to be. So it wasn't worthwhile putting, putting the games on and things. But... I don't think it will take much for for the likes of Newcastle and, and Wolves, for that matter, to find MLS clubs to to play um, and, and fit those in at times and get games and exposure across in, in the states. Um, it, it may mean a change of, of venues and, and things like that, but I, you, you know what these clubs are like; they've got pulling power, so it's not going to cause. I don't think it will cause too many problems. No, I, th I think we've ruled out going to Saudi Arabia as well. That that's been ruled out. Just before I come to you, Lynchman, just. Yeah, just give Ash a shout. He's come back in the comments there. Cheers, guys. He's going to be okay. As for transfers, he's getting stuck right in. Go on, Ash. Get right back in the transfers, mate. We like your style. Uh, he's looking for Nunes, Phillips, Paquetta, Botman. Wow, it's a good list there, mate. We're going to cover that in the next couple of sections, Ash. We'll try and stay with us if you can. But, but just coming on to you, Lynchman, for this, this kind of pre-season hiccup, so to speak. I mean... You know, we're going to come on potentially. Well, we might as well touch on them now, actually. Um, there's been some rumours that the long-awaited Dan Ashworth appointment 
might possibly be in June. I believe Mark heard there was a fee. Was it three million compensation or something like that? Mark, was that right for that? Yeah, I think the the, the thought was that start of June, um, the compensation had been agreed so that he could he could finally um, come to St James's and get started. Um, so I mean. Yeah. It's it were a couple of weeks away from that. That would would sort of start the the preseason off, I guess, nicely yeah. and, and and sort of begin that process and and get him in quickly because he he'll be a key piece going forward. Yeah, Ash is confirming there, June six, three million. So so just your take on that, Lynchman. Obviously, good news for Ashworth if that's happening. Um, do you think this preseason mix up is going to cause much bother to the lads, or do you think we'll just get sorted straight away? Well, on the Dan Ashworth thing, I mean, it seems like we've we've talked about him on this show more than anyone else, doesn't it? Uh, and look, this has been going on for months now, all the way back to, to November of last year. And look, finally, it sounds like there has been a resolution to this compensation agreed with Brighton. Sounds like he's going to be officially announced as our new sporting director the first week of June. And, and yeah, I'm absolutely delighted about this. I think there has been a bit of bit of brinksmanship between both clubs over the, the compensation fee. Uh, you know, Mark said there, Chris, you said three million has been agreed finally. Again, this this hasn't been confirmed by anyone at the club. It is speculation right now, but it does it does sound like the right amount. It makes sense, and and you have to get him in as, as early as possible for this summer transfer window, which is opening very very soon. It opens on the tenth of June, less than a month away. So, but yeah, going back to the the, the preseason disappointment, it massively disappointing for the club and the players with, with barely any explanation given really as to to why the plug was pulled on this on this Ohio Cup. And there was three very good teams that were due to play there. Wolves, Valencia and, and Villarreal. Eddie Howe likes to test his players during pre-season. Um, something the previous managers of this club haven't haven't really liked to do. But you've got to remember Villarreal just got to a Champions League semi-final. It would have been great to see how we would have matched up against them. Um, and yeah, look, this would have been planned for a long time. You look at how long it takes to get visas arranged, to get paperwork arranged. And this will be a big blow for Eddie Howe, who is very, very meticulous and he likes to be detailed. But you mentioned before that you don't think they'll end up doing anything in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I don't I don't think that's entirely um, the case. I think if you look at possibly playing night games there. You look at possibly playing indoor games. Yes, the heat is excruciating in, in, in June and July. I know that, but there could be ways around that. Uh, I'm sure that could be could be arranged very, very quickly to bring those other three clubs with them, depending on what what, what kind of plans they have. But look, the, the players only have six weeks off. You know, once the season finishes, that's not that much time, really. They've got to report back pre-season training on, on July the 1st. So there's not going to be much time to... to to change things now and, and to move things around, but a bit of a headache for the club, really. It's not really what we wanted going into this summer transfer window, is it? No, it isn't. It isn't. We've got enough. We've got enough shit with the strips we're going to wear, let alone where we're going to wear, where we're going to play when we wear them, mate. But we'll not get into that, Lynch man. I can see your eyes rolling. I only did it just to wind you up, mate. But uh, but no, I think there's plenty of people who have spoken enough about that. But but yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's not ideal. I mean, I think the Dan Ashworth one. I think Mark said in the comments actually that that would be a fantastic appointment absolutely mark i think that's the the kind of over overlying you know um opinion really by everybody in the game not just people involved with newcastle um I mean, mark just to end on on this subject with with dan ashworth i mean what he's done with with brighton you know what he did with england i mean you know we've played so well and, and we seem to have just adapted so much to the eddie Howard, you know regime and effect fitness dedication focus you know, Dan Ashworth is only going to enhance that even further, isn't he, really? You know, with, with what he brings to the table. Yeah, absolutely. He's another piece, isn't he? He's, he, he's not the end of it, but he's he's another piece in the right direction for, for the club. And the changes that have been made since the takeover, they've only been positive. 
and they'll continue to be that. You bring somebody in, you know, with the, the record of Ashworth, it, it, it's only going to be a good thing and it's another step in the right direction and on, on to bigger and better things. Absolutely. And that's a wonderful segue, mate, just to move into the next section, which has become our favourite section. You never would have said this under Mike Ashley, would you, lads? The tune transfer talk. So we've got a batch of names linked again. There's been lots of talk about tune transfers. Some really trusted media sources as well in terms of journalism that we all know and love. I've had a few things to say about Newcastle transfer pot, which we're going to come on to. But just looking at some individual players. Lynchman, we've got a left back to start with, mate, that you know a little bit about. Um, and now, obviously, we'll, we'll also talk about Matty Target and how classy he's been and, you know, what, what the future is for him. But just give us a little bit of information about uh, the first left-back we're talking about, James. Well, we have been linked with with Renan Lodi. Um, yeah, this, this is an interesting one, this, as as you do mention Matty Target there, Chris, and rightfully so. Matty Target has done a tremendous job so far since coming in at left-back. And I do appreciate we, we probably won't have any cover at left-back next season. I fully expect... Jamal Lewis and, and, and Matt Ritchie to be sold in the summer. How much we can recoup for them, I don't know. Maybe 20 million if we're lucky for the pair, but but that would that would add to the kitty as well. But yes, Paul Dummett has, has signed a, a one-year ex- contract extension, can play there also. But I do think having uh, another left-back of, of the quality of Renan Lodi's can only be a good thing, uh, as you just don't know what can happen with injuries next season. To be fair to Matty Target, he, ha- he has had a pretty good injury record at Newcastle so far, even though he hasn't he hasn't been here too long. Uh, Mark can probably give me a little bit more insight on, on that over his career. But I will caveat this by saying I don't think this signing will be a priority, if I'm honest. It would be really unfair to ask... Matty Target to sit on the bench next season after what he's done for us because this guy, Renan Lodi, he won't come in unless he's guaranteed to play week in, week out. He's an extremely good defender. Um, some might argue a world-class left-back. Um, he's in a really good side in Atletico Madrid, still very young at only 24, but he's played at the, the highest level for the last three years now. Champions League games, big games in La Liga. The one thing about him that I would say is an improvement over Matty Target is he's very, very effective in the final third. He loves to get forward. He loves to support the wide players. He's already scored four goals and, and got five assists this season, which is brilliant numbers for a defender, especially a left-back. And and overall, look, he would be a a, a big upgrade on, on Matty Target. But I do feel harsh saying that as, as Target has been so good for us this season. And I do expect come June the 10th, when the, when the window does open, Target will be our first signing on a permanent deal. And, and as far as I'm aware, this deal has already been agreed with, with Aston Villa. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it was an interesting bit about Matty Target, Mark. I know we, we kind of put it on the Twitter page, didn't we, that uh, he was getting interviewed by NUFC TV after the game and, you know, Bruno kind of came and he said he has to stay. He has to stay. Then he, he walked away and he was laughing and then they asked Matty Target and he said, look, you know, they know what I want. You know what I mean? And, and he was smiling all the way through it. So it's pretty clear I think Matty Tog has made his mind that he wants to be part of this project going forward, mate. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, he absolutely wants to stay. I mean, you saw that we talked about this before, but you saw the emotion. You know, he was visibly moved by the reception that he got on Monday. He wants to stay. He's not going to play very much at Villa if he was to go back. By all accounts, there are other clubs sniffing around. And I think this sort of pulls into the, the comments that, that Keith Downey made on Monday about the, the deal perhaps not being as, as ironclad as, as maybe his first thought. But I, I do think that 
his preference is to, is to to stay at St James's Park. I, I don't think there's any issue in terms of the the finances and the deal. You know, I think they're talking about thirteen million being the the fee that was agreed. So, to to be honest, for the performance that he's given you so far, it's a snip, um, and, and he he deserves that. Now he he's he's played very very well. I get James's comment about Lodi probably being an upgrade on him. He's got a couple of years on him though, so. It would be difficult for, for Lodi to come in and then take over. You wouldn't want... I don't think Tobit would want that because he's had that situation at Villa um, when Luca Dean came in. But I think he will be... More than likely, he's going to be the, the first signing and the the main starter at left-back for, for the next season. I think he just gets the club. I really do. And I think he... Um... It's a world apart from probably how he felt, you know, when Dina came in at, at Villa, you know what I mean? He probably felt, oh, well, thanks, that's great, nobody wants me. And then he's come here, he's part of this exciting project and, you know, it's, it, it's obviously just a new a new dawn from really. Yeah, I hope he signs, I'm with James, I hope he's the first signer of the, of the window and I think he'd be absolutely superb. Very interesting because there has to be some talk. I think uh, our friend George Colkin, wasn't he, came out and said, I believe that the kit he's only... Uh, 80, 80 million, I think. And that maybe goes against the grain of what Dan said in the comments here. He thinks our owners will be wanting a poster boy this summer. Someone out of nowhere kept a secret to really make a statement. Uh, best thing to expect this window is to be unexpected. So I suppose that will kind of counter counteract those claims, James, in terms of well, these these you know these kind of advisory figures to, to stay low. Do you think that is that is us playing the FFP card, or do you think that's a little bit of a smoke screen, mate, in terms of the owners trying to Keep keep their business quiet. Yeah, it, it, it's been a difficult one, this, isn't it? Because there have been a lot of reports the last kind of week or so, Craig Hope and other journalists as well, who who has come out and said the similar similar things. And these guys are connected to the owners. They they have conversations with them quite frequently. I would be genuinely gobsmacked if um if we weren't going to be going big this summer. I really would. Um, you know, from from what I've been saying seeing on social media, you know. Sponsorship deals are, are, are rife right now. Conversations about that. There's so much speculation on this. Um, I've heard Aramco being discussed. Uh, you know, Golf Saudi has, has come up quite a few times, and possibly Golf Saudi would would be the one that would make the most sense on this. With with the chief executive um, Majada Al Sarra, I think his name is, who has been appointed a director of the club recently. Um, I was also at the Arsenal game on Monday night, but look, look, who knows? It there's a lot of up in the air at the moment. What we do know is. There has to be lucrative sponsorship deals come in. We we need a very big increase in commercial revenue as soon as we possibly can. As realistically, the only way around financial fair play at the moment is with a massive sponsorship deal and it's something that we've never really had before. And it will allow us to really attack this summer window and not have to be worried about you know breaking any rules or or doing everything and doing everything by the book. So yeah, I think these sponsorship deals probably will have a reflection on how much we do spend in the summer. Um, hopefully, if we can get one over the line in the next two or three weeks, then that eighty million figure that would be recently here and quoted by George Cortland that'll double, and that'll go up to one hundred and sixty million. So I do think it is going to depend on that. But personally, I I, I can't see us spending less than what we did in January. That just wouldn't make sense. The way the, the direction of the club is going, surely we've got to be looking at 150 million minimum. Uh, two new centre forwards. We've talked about this before. Two new centre forwards, centre half, a creative midfielder, and a goalkeeper, and possibly another fullback. I'd be a very happy man. 
I'm just still amazed by your effortless pronunciation of these names, Lynchman. You you blow my mind, mate. You really do. J just covered some of the comments here. We've had a few guys banging some comments. So Ash is just saying he would like to see Mike Lerwood as the technical sporting director and Dan Ashworth as a director of football. That would be quite good. We've got uh, Alan from Salt Lake. Jordy, hi, mate. Guys, thanks to see you again, buddy. He's 21 minutes behind. Don't worry, mate. You can always go back and catch up and uh, rewind and, uh, and hear what we had to say at the start. Ash again saying 13 millions of steel for Matty Target. He thinks Villa fucked up. I couldn't agree with that more. I think that we definitely got the better deal out of those two. Uh, we've got uh, Tunza, the one and only, evening, afternoon, and good morning. Everyone's like the Truman Show, that, mate. Thanks for that. I love that comment. Absolutely fucking superb. And we mentioned him at the start, our good mate, Lee Forster. He's pulled himself off the sickbed to comment. Simply a ruse to stop us being taken to the cleaners. We will spend big, but not as big as some people potentially think. Great to have you in the comments, Lee. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. And again, as always, bang on. So, just going back to, to players individually, Mark, as our resident keeper, this guy's name has been chucked up numerous times. Uh, you know, I know the Lynchman's a big fan of him as well. Um, but Dean Henderson's back on the radar. Um, you know, whoever you believe, it's either 40 million or 20 million or a loan and 20 million. For starters, you know, Dubravka is Dubravka. You know, he has good qualities. He has poor qualities. You've been very vocal about it, Mark, as has the Lynchman. Would Henderson be a massive upgrade on Dubravka? And is this a good move for both Henderson and for Newcastle United if this comes off? Yeah, I, th I think, yes, he, he is an upgrade. Um, he will certainly improve um, at, at that position. It's It would be a good move all round, I, I feel, except for, for obviously Dubravka, who's probably not going to be too happy with it. But, I mean, let's come to the figures about it. If you're talking about 40 million, and that was rumoured last week, 40 million is sky high for him. For a player that's only played 13 Premier League games in two seasons, um, and he's, I think, in total over the two seasons, he's played 29 games since he went back to, to Manchester United from from, from Sheffield United, um, where he, he did play very well. 20 million, I would I would suggest, is probably the more the more realistic figure for for a player with with those sort of playing minutes um, over the last couple of seasons. But he's he's definitely one that you can can build on. Um, there was sort of talk that it could be looked at as a as a loan deal, but I'd argue against obviously against that as a goalkeeper because you know for a fact that in a player in that position you're going to lose him for two games a season, and in in a goalkeeper position that is one of the most important, especially where you're building a, a backline with, with a player like that, then you need him available all the time and just to throw a goalkeeper in for, for a couple of games a season it just isn't the way it should work so I do think a, a permanent deal is, is the, the more likely it, like I say is a definite upgrade isn't it so Dubravka's done well but we know that he does have those those monumental mistakes in him and they do happen more often more often than not unfortunately and as good as he's been and he was he was magnificent last week um you just you, you think that that's an area that you need to move on um, from. Maybe not as a priority, but it's definitely an area to, to look at. It's definitely something to, to consider. We've got Lee in the comments there, which I think uh, is a really good comment. Lynchman, I'll get your take on this. If Burnley drop, Pope will be looking for an emergency escape with England International. Could be cheaper as a result of Burnley's desperation. I know Mark's a big fan of Pope as well. If you had to choose, Lynchman, between Pope and Henderson, where are you going to go? 
Nick Pope only on the basis that he's he's been playing regularly this season. I mean, it's a close run thing because I am a huge fan of Henderson, but I do think Pope is the better goalkeeper overall. Maybe Henderson has the the greater long term potential, but because we haven't seen really enough of him, I wouldn't say. But um, but yeah, I think this is all going to come down to, to who gets relegated, isn't it? You know, other players, Calvin Phillips at Leeds, another one. If they go down, gotta go in for him. You know, he's he's only on. 20, 30 grand a week at Leeds. So it's peanuts in terms of a footballer. England international as well. You look at Rafinha at Leeds. Um, it, it, I think it will come down to this, this who gets relegated. If Burnley do stay up, um, I think there's a stronger chance Pope stays. Um, so I think it is going to come down to that last game of the season. But but yeah, Nick Pope uh, or Dean Anderson would be a, a huge upgrade on, on, on Dubravka for me. Well, sticking with Burnley, there, there is a name that's been linked quite a lot. And I think it doesn't matter whether Burnley stay up or go down. I think he's pretty much gone. Um is, uh, is James Tarkovsky. Now, when we first got taken over, he was linked quite a lot. And we were all we were all thinking that's an upgrade, you know, on Lascelles and that kind of a thing, because Lascelles was in really poor form at the time. But I think, looking at it, I mean, he is still a decent player. There's no doubt about that. He's been in a relegation threat in Burnley for a long time. And it does bring your game down a bit. It, it, you know, when you're constantly fighting fires and constantly conceding goals, people start thinking you're a bad player. You know, we've seen players leave relegated sides and go to, you know, bigger teams and be much better for it. You know, but I think for me, he's probably going to be a replacement, certainly a replacement for Clark in squad depth and arguably for Lascelles. I, I don't think Lascelles will be here next season. I think his time has done was I think he's, he's been a great servant. He's been a good captain for a large period of time, especially at a time when the club needed him the most. You know, likes of him and Isaac Hayden, who also was very emotional in the in the lap of honor and even put a, a bit of a spurious tweet out didn't he to say whatever happens next you know i'll be cheering the team on which sounded like a player leaving to me and like everybody else but if you bring Tarkovsky in to replace lascelles in this squad you know and he's, he's back up for burn and share or maybe he can you know press one of them to get their place in the team or whatever do, do you think that's going to be a bit of an upgrade mark do you think on on the lads that we've got I think certainly when you're looking at the likes of Clark and, and probably Lascelles, he, he is an upgrade on those two. I don't think he's he's quite that going to jump ahead of Shaw. It potentially could. I mean, you've got to remember he was England squad material, wasn't he? So it was two caps. He got two caps, didn't he? Yeah. There's a there's a defender in there, and you're right. When you're playing in a team that is struggling, it can be hard, especially in that position where you are. You know, you're struggling as, as a unit defensively um, to actually show just how good you are. And let's flip that back to, to, to the Newcastle side. Look how good Fabian Shaw looks now as opposed to where he was Absolutely. eight months ago. Look how good Lascelles looks at times. He came on um on Monday. He did well. He did well on Monday when he came on. He didn't look like he was he was he was Lascelles of old, did he, mate? Here's, here's exactly. a question for you, lads. Here's a question for you, lads. Out of the current squad, who do you think will be sold in the summer? And and how much do you think we're gonna get for them? I think there's a raft of them, isn't there? I think you're looking at the likes of Hayden will will move on, Richie will move on. I'd I'd probably argue that that um, Almiron will potentially move on because you look great, look to upgrade in that area. Um, One of the goalkeepers. Yeah, Darlow will go. Um, I don't yeah. I don't see him staying. Um, I think you probably, if you do bring in a new goalkeeper, then I think Dubravka might move on as well, and you could. Awesome. Keep, Command a fee for him. You've got Woodman as backup. Um, Gillespie is he still under contract next season as well? So there's the, there's the three. 
If you forget that he's there, don't you? Um, it's classic carrying the waters, mate. I heard he's great at carrying the waters. He distributes yeah. the weight either side. He's absolutely superb with that, mate. To be fair. But there's, he, I mean, even looking at the cells going, you know, if he if he does move, you've got the potential for the, another forty odd million to come in. In, in Richie Lewis Clark, possibly exactly. Sean Longstaff, possibly Matty Longstaff. You know, we could maybe get. Yeah. Let's say we do sell all of these players up, upwards of maybe 80, 90 million, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Am I being too generous there? No, I think I think that's quite easy to, to do. Some of those players will you look at the the, the guys coming up from the championship. Like we, we touched on with Lascelles, maybe going to Forest and play players like that. <laughs> just, I'm just loving, I'm loving Lee's comments here. I, mean, I think you might have overvalued uh, Kieran Clark. Bloody hell, Jeff yeah, Hendrick as well. You, you you forget about him, don't that's, you? My that's nine percent inflation. He's added to Kieran Clark. I think, uh, <laughs> I think Hen- yeah, Hendrick is already linked to to, to staying with Borough, isn't he, for next season? Yeah, I think um, he'll I think be a championship player next season. Yeah, I think, I think, was, was he not a Q, was he not a QPR? I think wasn't he? Um, I thought he went to Borough. No, no, he did, yeah. He knocked, he knocked back Borough, didn't he? I think he went to QPR. I think, I don't know. Right, he's that, yeah. he's that shit. I forgot all about him before we got rid of him. I didn't I think they, he was that crap. They both turned Borough down um, did. in January, didn't they? That's right, uh, yeah. I'm trying yeah, to Lewis, Lewis, Lewis and Hendrick, that was it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. you've got, um, you've obviously got Gale who's going to move on as well. So yeah. there's True. wages to come off the, the, the sort of the, the, the whole structure of it then. So the, there's, a, there's a huge amount to save. Um, and squad places to to sort of free up as well. Um, out of all those players, out of all those players there, which player gets gets the most money? Do you think maybe Almiron possibly? Do you think maybe upwards of twenty five for him? Let's just say if he saw him possibly. I, th- I think if you're looking at those, probably between him and Dubravka, if Dubravka was to move on, yeah. if you bring in Henderson, then I think Dubravka you could probably command twenty to. 20 to 5, 20 to 5, 20 to 25 million. Um, is that the time? Is it more? Jesus, we're, we're on early tonight. No, it's blown by, it's um, blown by. Yeah, did, yeah, maybe I, just cleaned up the, the Jeff Hendrick thing for you. He was on the bench at QBR, but they sent him back. <laughs> That's, a That's a great show. I think we, we've got to get this comment up as well from uh, from Mike. God no, Mike. God no. <laughs> uh, you know, I think even even Drew Drew's completely fell off his seat with that one, mate. But to be fair to Drew, just to go back to Cedric, he, he, he's a big lover of Bruno as well, James. As you can see there, he's uh, he's putting uh, Bruno with some esteemed company in uh, in that in that comment there, mate. But I think you're right. I think both of you are right. I think Bruno's got the potential to to be an unbelievable player. Lee is selling Mike to wash his mouth out. <laughs> Absolutely, Lee. Absolutely, mate. Great show. Great show. Oh, we've got PK in the comments. I think, as well. I think Mike was PK. being a bit tongue in cheek there. Let's give him the benefit he of the was, doubt. I think he, he was, was probably having a bit of a laugh he there, was, wasn't he? He was just having a he was just having a laugh, I think. PK PK has jumped off uh, jumped off graft and he's got the smiling face. It's good to see you, PK. And hello to PDK. That must be your uh, Brazilian pen pal, PK, to be fair, mate. So that's absolutely superb. But, but yeah, so I, mean, I think you're right, lads. I mean, there's going to be loads of names linked. I mean, one of the names that's come back up that seems to be, again, very solid, um, similar to Tarkovsky, these two seem to be the two that are, are going to get done. It makes me think that these two were ones that were nearly done in January. Uh, Eka TK has come back on the radar. We spoke about him at length. I know, James, you're a big fan of the, of the young lad. We, we were quite, I think, understanding is probably the, the, the right word. We we understood why this young lad had reservations about leaving his native, you know, country of France, coming to a club that looked like it was going to go down. Um, you know, now that's obviously not going to happen. He's, he's seen what we're all about. It looks like he's, he's maybe made the mind to come up. The the owner or the, the the chairman of that club has been very vocal about selling them, making the money. Lynchman, will this lad come in? Do you think, in your opinion, and and is he going to improve the squad? 
he would definitely improve his squad. Improve his squad. I mean, centre forward is our is our the position where we're in desperate need of more than any than any other. We did we have talked about this guy again on on many shows. You know, no smoke without fire and all that. He seems to be constantly being linked with us. And again, we, you know, we were one day off signing him really. Uh, on deadline day, weren't we, in, in January? But but yeah, he has had a bit of an injury record this season, hasn't he? Um, hasn't played a, a great deal, but um, I, I don't think he'd be a top target. I think if you look at the likes of a, if a Darwin Nunes became available or an Alexander Isak, someone of that calibre, uh, and the money was right and the deal made sense, that's who you would go in for. You know, we've talked about several strikers on the show before. Tammy Abraham being another one. I, I can't see that happening, but I wouldn't put Ekatike in, in the bracket of some of those players I've mentioned. He is a, not necessarily a gamble, definitely one for the future. But I think that we can't necessarily sign him as our number one striker next season. I think certainly as a backup, bring him into the squad, um, play him in the cup games. Um, but but I certainly think, you know, come, let's say, the middle of the window, if, if, if other clubs are playing hardball over the likes of, of Nunes and, and, and what have you, maybe near the end of the window, and we still haven't got one over the line. I hope we're not in that position, by the way. But if that is the case, then certainly Ekatike would be a, would be a very, very good uh, signing. And just to clear up, everybody, Mike was joking. So panic over, panic over. We're also in there. And uh, thank you so much, uh, PDK, subbed and like. Lee seems to think that's just uh, Paul Descartes. I think he's got an ulterior uh, YouTube identity there, mate. So he's casting some aspersions on you. We're having a great little argument here in the comments about uh, about uh, Calvin Phillips as well. Um, I think uh, Super Gav thinks that he'll go to Manchester United. Lee completely disagrees and says he won't ever end up Man United because of Smith. I remember that. God, Alan Smith went from bloody hero to, to zero, didn't he, with that? Um, Drew was saying that Phillips was born and bred Lee's entire life, uh, which, you know, was that? We, he would, he'd have to move if he goes there. I mean, I suppose. Um, but, I mean, a lot of players have I, made that. I, I, can't, I can't see that, 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 that move happening at all. I mean, that no, rivalry between Leeds and Man U is really quite vicious. Um, yeah, I, I think Man U will go in for Declan Rice, to be honest. I think that'll be their marquee sign. I agree. And it'll be Declan Rice and, yeah. and we hopefully could get Colin Phillips. Yeah, I think West Ham will cash in them as well. Lee's saying shick, which is great because he called him shtick uh, pretty much all episode when we were on last time, Lee. So I absolutely <laughs> love that, mate. And Mbappe available, PK. Christ, the money he wants, he would have made about 10 million doing this podcast, I think, that the, the amount of money that PSG have offered that lad. But but I, I think Mbappe and all those guys, I know PK's having a laugh, but they're, they're miles away from us now at the minute. But there are some real quality players that are going to be available. But but there might be a bit of truth in, in that, Mark, wouldn't it, in terms of the, the budget not being as maybe as bottomless pit as many have thought. There might be one or two players who are too good to not to not take up and the money is there. No, spend the money, get them, you know, whether they pay them through instalments or not. But there could be some shrewd deals done, maybe Henderson on a loan, maybe Lingard on a free, maybe Tukovsky on a free. You're talking about three England nationals there. They're certainly going to bolster the squad. And I'm, I'm confident that Eddie Howe and Dan Ashworth, when he comes in, are going to be clever enough to, to spend this money wisely. You know, what do you think, mate? Absolutely. Yeah, you, you look at, at what you can bring in to, to, to take a next level. And if you bring in that level of, of backup players as well, that you can bring in for free. Um, but if you're looking for, for like a statement signing, for example, the, the, the talk in, in some of the press was that Nunes was available for around 60 million euros. Now, that to me would be an absolute bargain. It would be a hell of a statement signing for, for Newcastle as well. It doesn't eat up the whole budget like we've talked about. If you've got 80 to start with and you can bring in another 50, 60 million on top of that in terms of player sales, then that's only eaten a third of, of your of your total budget. So that would, would make an awful lot of sense and would give you that, that firepower up front straight away. Then you can bring in an Ekatike on a 
on a deal that is maybe a little bit cheaper um, with incentives over time for Champions League appearances, that sort of thing over the next few years. And that starts to make an awful lot of sense if you can do it that way. Um, we, we know that Nunes will probably, well, we, we thought he more than likely will go to somewhere that will give him Champions League football. But maybe the sway of this this project, this the way that this has started, and, and again, you go back to, to what, what the, the ground looked like on Monday, and that is such a huge selling point to any player to go, you know, this could be part of of something very, very special in the future. You look at the, the the players of the past. You've touched on a few of those in the comments. But look at the adoration for somebody like Shearer. Yes, he was homegrown. But if you come in and, and can play to that level, this is this is the place for life for you. Just a point on Shearer as well. Amazing to see that statue back where it belongs. We saw it on social media. Absolutely well-deserved for Alan Shearer. We had some comments there. PK reckons we're going to spend circa 200 million. He's going big or going home as PK. And uh, we've got uh, Zamir. Nice to see you, Zamir. If you haven't already, mate, please subscribe. We've got Newcastle United. We'll spend big during the summer window. They need to sign Carlos Botman. Jesse then got Anna Katike. That's a fantastic list, that, mate. And obviously, we've got, um, we've got Dan Ashworth there. This is a very interesting comment that caught my eye, lads. Get your view on this, Lynch. Man, we talked about him on a previous episode. So Winnie Wynn is saying he works in Manchester, and there's rumours that Rashford wants to go to Newcastle. Now that's interesting because um, I still think Marcus Rashford is a really, really talented footballer, and I think a refresh for Rashford would would get him back on track, mate. I would love him at St James's Park. What about you, mate? Absolutely, I think a move for him would be would be great for himself and obviously the club. Um, he can play a lot of different positions, can't he? So he's quite versatile, and he can play as a wide forward, he can play as a winger, he can play as a centre forward. Uh, I mean, he'd walk into our first team right now. I mean, you look at Almiron, for example, who, to be fair, he's, he's been okay this season, but you could fill that position perfectly. He'll want to, to to get an England call up for this World Cup. He hasn't featured in the squad much recently because he hasn't been playing for Man U. Whether or not that's um, mental health reasons or, or injuries. or, or we, we don't really know what's happened there with him. And I don't really think he's come out and kind of talked about why he has been struggling. But something's obviously happened at Man U for the fact that he just isn't getting a game right now and his form is just so, so poor. But yeah, I would love to see him at, see him at Newcastle. And as I said, he, he'd be desperate to get back in that England squad. And what better way to do that by coming to, coming to St. James's Park? Absolutely. And as Davey reminds us there, the cost of a player is normally spread over the length of the contract. Mark, you made a point about that earlier. So, you know, spending big on these big players might not mean one lump sum straight away. Uh, Drew saying Dybala, I'd love Dybala, but I think he's going to stay in Serie A. A lot of the talk is about that. There's a lot of stories about that. We talked about it a couple of episodes ago. I'd love him, mate, but I can't see it happening. And uh, Dan has got there. Uh, she's saying Rashford is just stagnating at Man United. Absolutely, he definitely needs a change if he's going to play for England. I couldn't agree more. And there's a nice name there that Peng's brought up, uh, Peng Media, um, Harvey Barnes. That's a very interesting one. Um, what do you think about Harvey Barnes, Mark? I think he's a cracking little player. Would, would he would he fit this Newcastle project? Certainly, that that kind of forward forward player from wide that you that you would look for. Yeah, very very much so. He's 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 young. He is he's got plenty of pace. He's he's got goal scoring ability. He would he would he, yeah he would fit in massively. Um, I completely agree with the with the Rashford thing. Um, I do think it, as much as he you know he'd love to probably remain at, at Manchester United for the for his whole career. I just think things have stagnated for him. I think he probably needs a, a refresh. Um, he, he struggled this season massively. He might get that refresh with Ten Hag coming in, but you know, he, I think he would just—he would again. He's another one that would suit Newcastle really, really well. 
he's, he's young enough. He's, he's, he's very, very good. He's very talented. So we've seen what he can do for, for Manchester United and for, for England. So if you, if you could, and it was a reasonable, a reasonable fee, why not? That, that, that would seem a brilliant deal to, to go for. Again, I think we've got to remember, lads. The all these players, it's it's great throwing names out. It's really fun, but they've <laughs> got to be the they've got to be the right character and the right fit for the Definitely. squad. That Definitely. is the most important yeah. thing we've got to look for. Yes, mm. they might have all the ability and talent in the world, but if they don't have the right attitude and the right mentality and the right professionalism, we won't be signing them. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I was going to say this, this is Eddie Howe's philosophy, isn't it? It has to be. Yeah character over anything else and if, the, if they're, not, they're going to be disruptive this is why we laughed off the Pogba links a few weeks ago because he's just not that he's not that player he's not that kind of character for the dressing room that you want they have to add to that dressing room atmosphere that that one above you know that the team ethic above the, the individual um, yeah. and, and these are kind of players that you, you you'd argue would fit into that mentality Absolutely. I'm just laughing at the comments with Lee. Better than last Barnes of players. To be fair, Lee, he was about 46 and about 25 stone when 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 uh, when Barnes came and uh, Digger, as uh, as PKs called them. Yeah, I think uh, Super Gav's right. We're spot on about Rashford. Love to see him here. Absolutely. Um, we've got Drew saying Dan Ashworth would be a major part, obviously, with England players. I think you're absolutely right. Southgate and him will, will have that close kind of synergy. No dickhead policy needs to remain in place. Absolutely, PK. Absolutely, mate. The, the characters are going to be a strong part. So, listen, we're going to move away from the transfer, lads, because we're, we're going to be here all night. And as much as we'd love to do that, we're going to have to uh, wrap up soon. So, Burnley for the last dance. That's the last game of the season, James. Um, <laughs> our mate Phil, the Leeds fans, already texted me praying, praying that we turn up like we did against Arsenal. You are not too excited about Leeds staying in the league, mate. So, would you be happy if the lads had the flip-flops on, mate? Are you bothered about this game or not? Well, look, no, I want to. Look, I want to see us finish high up the table as possible. I do want to see Leeds go down, though, and that's you know, no offense to your, to your Leeds mate there, Chris, but uh, not but uh, not a huge fan of that club. But uh, we'll leave that for another day. But look, this is going to be an interesting game. Burnley have to win, as you rightly say, really to guarantee survival. I'm sure their fans will be will be well up for it at their stadium. It will be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night. We were talking about this before we went live. Two really big games: Everton play Palace, Burnley play Villa. Um, massive games at the bottom of the table could decide really the, the, the final day. And now if if Everton win tomorrow and, and Burnley win, that pretty much sends Leeds down. So arguably, you, you probably want Burnley to win tomorrow night so that the pressure's off them slightly when they play us on, on, on Sunday. And, and that's no, no disrespect there, Mark. But, but saying that, look, we, we all saw what happened to Arsenal when the pressure was on them on Monday night. They bottled it. They completely caved. And I think this will be a, a different situation at, at their ground that with their home fans behind them. They're a tough team to play, Burnley. You never know what kind of team you're gonna gonna see. It'd been a little bit unpredictable under Mike Jackson. They've been much more attacking, much more fluid and, and, and playing more expansive football, but they can be got at defensively. We will score against them, I'm I'm certain of that, especially with James Tarkovsky, we've talked about tonight and, and Ben Mee, they're both out with long-term injuries. And I think if you stop Maxwell Corney, you stop Burnley. It's as simple as that, really. They've got nothing up front. Veghorst and, and Barnes are, are championship players. We've got Callum Wilson. We've got Bruno. We've got Trippier. Surely we've, we'll have enough to beat them. Look, our waveform hasn't been particularly great lately. I know that. The Norwich game, obviously, was the, with the exception to the rule. But I just can't make an, a, a case for Burnley in, in this one. I really can't. And I don't think it's just going to be as one-sided as Monday night. They'll want it more than Arsenal do. Uh, sorry, did. But uh, I think we win this, Chris. I think we win this 2-1. 
Yeah, it's a shame for Willie Wynn because it sounds like he might be out of a job if we win, mate. Sorry, Willie Wynn. I hope he doesn't bin you. That's going to be surely, surely unfair dismissal, mate. If he if he if he bins you off, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you, Lynchman, as well. But I'll, I'll get Mark's take on it first. I mean, um, looking at the way Eddie Howard, the lads set out, Mark, and the way that we played in a game that apparently meant nothing to us in 14th place. Do you think that this guy is just too good of a manager to um? To, to let the lads rest in the laurels. Do you think we'll go at it and, and do Burnley, mate? Or do you think Burnley, obviously, if they get the result, you know, midweek, will, will, will they take the foot off the gas or are they just going to go at it? And, you know, it's a tough game of coma, isn't it? What you take? It is. Well, let's put it this way. Newcastle aren't going to be on the beach on Sunday, are they? Like like other teams maybe have been. Despite the fact that they they, they were safe, Eddie Howe's not going to let, you know, let them ease up uh, head into the... the this summer with it with an easy easy walk off it is it is a difficult one to call i think james is absolutely bang on they, they are going to be well up for this um i think regardless of, of, of the result to tomorrow night i think that does help things a little bit um you know leads do have a, a, a tricky one at the weekends so you they could very well be down by the end of tomorrow um and that not not mathematically, but I think realistically, I think Newcastle go there with, with fully the intention of the same as Monday, go in there and, and just dominate from from the beginning. And again, James is bang on money. You're going to score goals. Um, they are, they do have holes in them, and and they're very very one dimensional in terms of going forward. Veghorst hasn't really hit the ground running since he, he came in. Corney's been the one. And if you can can keep him quiet, then then you you very much keep the rest of the the, the team quiet. Um, I think they were a little bit unlucky last week, but again, that, that's they've had those little runs of good performances, but then they've dropped away again. And and you know they're very much there to, to get at. And and I think you could you know end the season on on a massive high by taking another three points and, and walk into the summer. Prediction, mate. What's your score prediction, Mark? Uh, I think I'm going to go 3-1. 3-1 to Newcastle, yeah? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify that. So I had to pull that back up because I, I love that, the Scouse backups. That's what I call them. I'd love to see them go down, leave. I think they've probably done enough. I'm, I'm with you, lads, as well. I don't think Burnley have got enough in the locker. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a real challenge, you know, between them and Leeds. I, I'm not as much of a Leeds hater as the Lynch man. You know, I don't mind seeing them stick around. They'll probably go down the season after anyway, but... Um, you know, Burnley for me are the new Stoke. We've been sticking the Premier League up for too long, much like we did, much like Sunderland did, much like Villa did all them years ago. We got, we all went down. Uh, eventually, it all comes and gets you. And I think it's Burnley's time to go. So I think, I think we'll beat them. I'm kind of with um, Dan. I think uh, we'll beat them three nil. I'm going to go for a three nil win for the tune and Eddie Howe's mags signing off in in uh, in wonderful style. And uh, we'll we'll be back with uh, the last ever more of the season in terms of the uh, the games. But we'll also have, the, obviously, the season-end awards the week after that, I'm sure. But just before we wrap up, lads, we've got a couple of comments coming in there. I think we've already answered this one, Larry. I think Lynchman said that Target is probably going to be the main yeah, man tar- the first tar- signing. Target, then Jesse Lingard. If I had to put any money on, first signing will be Jesse Lingard. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, you're right, Davey. We do have a chance of uh, finishing 10. A lot of ifs and buts have to go for us, maybe. I was looking at We could, we could actually well. finish ninth. We could actually finish ninth as, as, as far as we've got to, a lot's got to go on in our favour for that, but we could still finish ninth. 
Absolutely superb. Ugly Bear, yeah, good to see you, mate. Manchester United fan in the comments. Yeah, we mentioned Dean Henderson, mate. We'd all love him at the two, at the two and I think he would be a massive improvement. Uh, Mohamed said, thank you for beating Arsenal so I can get top four. We're glad to do you a favour, mate. We'll not steal Harry Kane off you this summer. That's, that's how nice we are. And uh, again, we'll get in the comments there, come back up. So Peng's saying, I'd rather Everton stayed up just so we can batter them twice next season. I do like that. I'm not sure Lampard will even make Christmas, mate, to be fair, if he stays up next season. And uh, we've got Lee saying, 4-1 win on Sunday, um, we'll have far too much of them. I think you're totally right. Don't worry about it, Larry. Arrive late. Just, just go back to the start, mate, when you get a minute and yeah, you'll see what we said about Henderson previously. And uh, we've got Super Gav finishing off there with Haha, just taking 3 1 as well. Absolutely, mate. So he's on board with us. But we're all done there. Thank you so much, guys, for the comments. We absolutely love it. It really helps the channel flow and grow. We love having a bit of crap with you. We love hearing from fans all over, especially Newcastle fans and, and other fans of other clubs all across the world. So, yeah, as we mentioned at the start, if you haven't done already, please remember to click that like and subscribe button. You know, we're looking to try and break that 400 subscriber mark. We've only just got over 300, so we've got a little way to go, you know. But if you guys can help us along the way, we'll absolutely love you forever. So until then, let's just, see what we've got there. Sorry. Can I say, ah. just take take a step from, from V for Vendetta. Yeah, newly so. Yeah. Thank you very much, mate. Top man, thank you so much, Viva Venta. It's great to have you on board, mate. Absolutely great to have you on board. Yeah, and uh, sorry, we'll just finish off with a couple more comments before I, I wrap up there. So we've got as a Spurs fan, big thank you. Absolutely, we've got a lot of Spurs love tonight, guys. I'm going to be fair, so absolutely great. Yeah, Larry saying cheers for the the show later, fellas. Thank you so much, Dan as well in the comments. When you win, great show. PDK as well, and uh, Lee is Lee is going to get some rest, mate. So that's a great way to sign off. Hopefully, Lee might be back next week if he gets himself a little bit better. Cheers, everyone! So, great comments tonight. Fantastic yeah, stuff. Absolutely, superb. So until next week, guys, let's keep supporting that team we call United, and we'll see you next week for more. Evermore, take it easy, guys. Take, take care. care, guys. See you later.